Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous and our Mage the Awakening Chronicle Into the West. This is episode 32, Taking the Show on the Road. Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous, sponsored by Roll20, the Onyx Path, and viewers like you. Thank you very much to our supporters across the board. If you're subscribed or following or the other kind of subscribing, or if you're one of our patrons, that's the easy list, and it's also the shorter list um, to read through. I'm not about to start reading our subscriber YouTube subscriber list um, because that's mm. gotten a bit long, which I was reminded of recently when I mentioned it, and somebody was like, oh, congratulations on that number of subscribers, and I went, I, I'm quite proud of it. I think it's crazy, but hey, it's cool. Uh, but yes, it's great. a special shout-out to Adele, Al, Alexander, Angfalith, Bernie, Buck, Chandra, Chris, Clara, Daga Deloon, Emil, Funzo Surali, George, Jack, James, Jenny, John Jacob Jingleheimer, Schmidt, John, Josh, Julian, Catfeathers, CrazyBand1772, Magical Hats, Michael, Milo V3, Ms. Grumpy, Moist Voice, Moku, oh, yeah. Mozart D Minor, Noba, Partition Your Drives, <laughs> Perry, Primordial <laughs> Horror of Carpeted Kitchen, which I need to bring up. You think Carpeted Kitchen is bad? Ask me about carpeted bathrooms. Oh, the awful one with the carpet and no oh, door. No. Mm, yeah, there we go. No. Yup. Mm -hmm. Puppeteer, yeah, Ralphio, Ryan, Shexara. Suspiciously sexy voice. Thank you. <laughs> Taryn Stevens, Thomas, Usuf Sama, Vortex, Wolf, follow me, and Zoltan. Thank you all uh, so much, yeah. and thank you for your ongoing harassment and uh, engagement. Um, it's ridiculous. So yes, um, no, I do not want to name off a thousand some subscribers, especially because it, I don't actually get to see all the names, which is kind of amusing. You can apparently subscribe anonymously, and I'm like, that's cool. I guess. I, I mean, I appreciate it, but I mean, we're already a cultist anonymous. I figured it was built into the name. That's right. Anonymous, anonymous. Right. A. -A. Mm. Anyways. <laughs> um. Yes, thank you all for joining us. Welcome back. And uh, yeah, to recap where we were, um, finally getting the show on the road uh, after dealing with some banditry a little bit. And then there's an ongoing thing with Salazar and whether or not, uh, well, not whether or not, but giving him, as uh, Ralph has put it, uh, a second chance to make a fair decision on whether or not he wants to continue with his human sacrifices. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of a B plot, weirdly enough, um, or the fact that some of the folks that they had rescued from said bandits and Salazar's gang are, well, one of them got picked up in New York City and can't remember what had happened, um, what had happened was. And uh, but again, that's B plot. <laughs> so instead, we pick up with the coven going, OK, we have some things that we need to check up on, but we have an opportunity Anastasia is talking about spring shopping effectively and sending out some, well, not some, a wagon with, uh, well, some of it empty, some of it full of farm goods uh, collected by Miss Theodosia Stokes. Um, and I'm going to kind of narrate here. If anybody has interjections, please bring them up. But Theodosia Stokes to keep a, an eye on said goods, obviously some of it, which is her own goods. Um, but also kind of representing the farm. Anastasio uh, having a 
shopping list as well as some things to offload from the store. Uh, and because of that, Gisela is going along. Rilla is going along just because, well, she's friends and why not? And uh, obviously, if you're going to send a heavily armored, well, heavily armored, a supply wagon like that, you need to send heavily armed guards and who better than Sheriff Isabel and Legba is going. Well, Ungun Cloak is going and why? Well, I'll be honest. Are you going to ask why of the Ungun, the voodoo priest? No, he said he's going and nobody who's going has got a problem with it. So yeah. But yeah, bunch of bunch of recap stuff. And if any of you are like, wait, we didn't discuss that. Uh, it's OK. We discussed it off screen because all of us were like, we need to get on this journey before we get distracted by something else. Um, I do believe we had a little bit of a on the way out kind of conversation that uh, Theo was uh, wanting to have a little chit chat with Mr. Enright. I believe it was, it was Mr. Enright or Warner Enright, right? Yeah, Warner and right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I got right, I didn't right. have time to break. Wait, um, what specifically were you wanting to bring up? Because remember you mentioning a door, but I couldn't remember what that was towards. Yeah, I've been trying to um work on um and right to get uh more influence with him. Mm -hmm. Um to try and get him more towards an egalitarian sort of mindset rather than this is my town and these people work for me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been working. It's sort of a long-term goal for Theo. Right. Yeah. Uh, so using the um, the excuse of the trip that we're going to be going on, wanted to touch base with him and see if I can do another door while we'll while we'll have that opportunity. Sure. And what kind of uh, role are you looking at wanting to do? Um. <clears throat> uh. How about expression? Sure. With what? Um, I want to take a measure. How about uh, wits and expression? Hmm. The two usually don't go together. Usually that'd be a social role. But what, 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 what is on your mind? What are you thinking there? Um, I'm trying to. Like, the this all kind of stems from the problem in, um, in Theo's and Nero's. Um. So she's trying to get a read on how Enright really feels and what his morals and what his attitudes are, because he's this monster in her head mm -hmm. and she doesn't really know anything about him. So she's trying to wheedle information about his character out of him without him realizing that gotcha. she's doing it. Does that make sense for what's? Yeah, I gotcha. Um... Yeah. So a conversation about like uh, um, the goods we're going to be shipping and, you know, if she, he has any contacts and that's sort of the cover for the conversation. Okay, cool. I like that. Okay. Three successes. Nice. Well, of course, you need is one. Uh, mm -hmm. and put in some willpower to that. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. 
Making friends. And I don't remember how many doors you said there were there for this. I didn't tell you. No, right, okay. But That's I why I don't remember. I do remember this is the second door. Mm -hmm. And make sure this is hidden. There we go. All right, fabulous. Um, I'm trying to remember, did you guys... You had not let um, Egrock know about the journal, right? That was definitely one of those things that you guys had played close to the chest. Yep. Okay. Good stuff. Um, you want to know the fun things? Quid pro quo. <laughs> Egrock. Quid pro quo. Absolutely. Ah, uh, yes. Quid pro quo. I mean, she can't drink to <laughs> her if she doesn't know we have it. Right. But I don't think we've even told her about it, have we? No, for the most part, you guys have had it. It's kind of been in, you know, Rilla's pocket and, you know, Legba's head, basically. Uh, mm -hmm. Recently, Theodosia's uh, possession. But um, she does on, you know, it's like kind of because it's not often that there's a. I mean, it's only the one wagon, but there's not often this caravan kind of leaves out of town. Usually everything is done through the ships and it's kind of on a semi-regular kind of weekly schedule, uh, sometimes every two weeks, depending on weather and things like that. But the town doesn't need a lot of stuff between the farms and the uh, general small population. Things are kept fairly uh, self-sufficient. And this is kind of a big-ish deal. It probably wasn't even done last year. It, you know, basically there's some impetus, you know, from a couple different quarters. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Gisela mentioned something. D'Anastasio, Theo has, a, has this idea. The sheriff is like, oh yeah, that wouldn't be. And all of a sudden it's like, there's this pressure from a couple different angles of town and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, 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 we'll just get this. And before anybody really realizes what is going on, this thing has been organized and people are heading out of town and, you know, people are waving, you know, there's some school kids who've, you know, grown attached to Rilla over the past year. Bye. We are super happy to see the teacher go spring break <laughs> kind of vibes. Uh, though I imagine for a lot of them, schools actually Those kids are going to be <laughs> yeah, I was just say school is actually probably probably some some uh, some less physically intense kind of time. But yeah, uh, but as everybody is, you know, well, loaded up into the wagon, which I imagine Isabel has Jose the horse to actually ride. Um, I'm imagining that there are two horses pulling said wagon. Um does anybody else have a personal horse to ride or is this basically, you know, four more people sitting in the wagon itself? I'm trying to think of how how much that would affect what you can transport. Not much. There's two to three people on the front and two to three people on the back easily. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this wagon could not that long ago was holding all of Theo's life, so Are we taking your I thought that was what House you were worried. No, no, no. Anastasio's got a big wagon. Like a actual cargo wagon. Transport kind of wagon, yeah. Yeah. And it's got some, you know, the various camping supplies. Uh, there's, you know, a couple comments are made about the fact that 
you know, actually this is four women going out by their by themselves with oh, um I had a question about that actually. Mm-hmm. Did, I don't remember if we decided was was the offer open to Jules as well to come with us? That is up to you all. Yeah. He's a member of the coven. Bring him. Yeah. <clears throat> it's four women and Jules. Right. And then and Legba. Legba. And uh, which that, actually that was I another think thing I was going to bring up mm-hmm. is that it, it, it might you know uh, we have modern sentiments mm-hmm. that disregard oppressive gender roles and expectations. Mm-hmm. However, at that time in the past, it probably would have made sense to people. Some yeah, that John Paul was going mm-hmm. exactly right. right. I think that would be the reason why they'd accept it more so than mm-hmm. it's the Ungan yep. who's like saying what he wants. It's like, oh, okay, sure, yep. a man's going. That makes yep. us feel more comfortable. Yep. And then if you have Jules in, it's like. Okay, there's more than yeah. Okay, that's very true, uh, and more that was an out of character thing of like, did we want Jules along too? So they're both oh no, I get that. Mm-hmm. Cool, uh, yeah. So I like that. Uh, Jules definitely has his own horse, um, and so probably is riding alongside Isabel after their last flirtation. So yeah, so that and that puts then four people in the uh, the wagon itself. So cool, mm-hmm. um, yeah. The wagon for the most part is fairly packed um in terms of you've got crates of you know goods bags of produce from the winter and you know various well yeah because that's the other reason Gisela is going because Gisela has some of her own uh weaving and things like that so yeah there's there's a lot of personal things and uh I imagine some other folks within town who have their own little side business are like well hey i have this overstock here and nobody else is buying it in town see if you can you know get anything for it and so it's basically the the town's flea market uh you know riding out of town um but it gets organized you know after you guys have whatever meeting and then are heading out of town and everybody's like oh that's cool that's really great everybody's kind of excited for it and egg rock is there you know, waving you off with everybody else and you she's got this look she's like <laughs> what just happened here like i know you guys are up to something oh this is good all right <laughs> here, we awesome. here we go um cloak looks her in the eyes and sends her ping with telepathy sure <clears throat> yep yep says you want to know you know what you got to give <laughs> and she just she just waves like doesn't even respond you know you mm-hmm. can hear the communication and she gives you you know the the you know the the white noise crickets Mountain. in the background yeah yep. uh <laughs> and it's just like yeah yeah no i know and she and, and considering the number of times that she has you know snaked these small little mysteries that in town that you guys hadn't noticed and mm-hmm. all of a sudden she's like wait what did you guys pick up that is <laughs> hmm um, and with the understanding that the travel out to the fort, um, thank you, Perry, you know the rules and so do I. Uh, so <laughs> on the trip out to the fort, it is there's the definite expectation that it may take several days of travel to the fort, time to sell things, make some bargains, locate the things to buy, and then travel back with, you know, some wiggle room of weather transport accidents you know things are going to happen so you guys have a week's worth of supplies packed um mm-hmm. obviously you have isabel uh who's 
a good hunter. Um, Gisela, I believe. Me. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the definite expectation is that you guys will be able to hunt and forage and scavenge as necessary. It being, you know, May, we're not talking, you know, it's not dead of winter or anything like that. It's still a little on the chilly side sometimes, but, you know, at this point we're into, into spring. Uh, so once you guys are out of town itself, um, away from home, uh, just because I imagine that, considering she put it together, Theo is the one with the the book and the translation. Mm -hmm. um, bum, 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 bum. And I'm just going to message this to Craig. There is the the first line translated as best that you could putting it into, um, you know, modern parlance. And, you know, if you want to just give directions uh, or actually read it aloud or whatever, um, that is your little bit to uh, to translate. Um, actually, while I'm thinking about it, I will message it to Ralph because Ralph technically uh, actually has this in the back of his head as well. Oh, um, this whole process is kind of like a very elaborate giant wrote mm -hmm. so there's things we have to do as part of this ritual um, and the first stop along the way is at our our first camp stop um, we have to make note of the world around us both the the supernal and the mundane world around us um, and it's a time to catalog what you know what you've learned and what you still don't know. Um, so understanding of where we have our knowledge and where we have ignorance, and it's that 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 part of it is necessary for us to proceed with the whole um, task that we're doing here. It's a little bit, you know, uh, navel gazy for some of us, I know, but it's an important part of the ritual. Jules pipes up from the back. Well, not from that. He's on the horse. He goes, there's a whole lot I don't know. And my eyes are pretty closed. But yeah, I'll, I'll contribute to this. It sounds good. And of course, coming from the scientist background. Oh, catalog things that I don't know. Absolutely. Uh, Rilla is kind of right there alongside. Um, and immediately, like there's a tone shift from both of them as and it, it, you know, it's a, a flashback a year, right? To when they were obsessed almost as much as uh, Mortimer was about the telescope and stuff like that. And all of a sudden they're like, okay, let's look around. Let's, you know, let's observe as, uh, as the cart goes out and just out of curiosity, um, Craig, because you have, you know, the map air quote, the reins, I imagine, mm -hmm. um, which direction do you send everybody? I don't know that it matters. So whatever direction they choose, I think. I'm just reading through it to make sure I'm not missing anything. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's time to, uh, it's time for contemplation. So I assume we're going to want to spread out from the camp so we're not interfering with each other's. Oh, it's not even from camp. It's from home. So this is literally take a day from yeah, home, just travel. Yeah, so travel. And the fort's going to be a few days away, but in case there's people following or something, we should probably head towards the fort as a starting point. Um, 
for the overall journey, but from camp we should. Or am I not understanding your question? No, you're fine. You're 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 overdoing it. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. So you guys head towards the fort just to just to, yeah because oh. it's like if you guys are you gonna head west or you know is you know I it was a, it was a moment to flavor it. So no, it's oh, cool. yeah. yeah, it's literally just the book says go a day away from home. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, which direction? Which is of course one of the big reasons why Mortimer was not happy with this book because it did not make any sense. Um, oh. And I remember from the trip, like from wherever you end up starting, like it, there are directions you go mm-hmm. and certain distances you cover. And it ends up basically tracing a large, complicated rune. Yep. And it's, and especially because some of the stuff is subjective distance, you know, travel a day. Well, how long is that exactly? Is it dawn to dusk? Is it, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that also makes trying to figure out what this shape is kind of confusing. So you have these kind of, vague shapes and directions and then others are very clear so yeah it's it's designed to be irritating uh but yes uh as you guys obviously stick close together wagon with your horses um and because i imagine isabel is in charge of security um how exactly are you like is there any vibe to this is it just we're gonna ride along together are you heading out First, because imagine if you are headed towards the fort, it's literally we're just going to stick to the road. If I mean, that there's a road, so to speak, but well, yeah, <laughs> that you know, worn wagon track that meanders I mean, roughly I in that direction. I mean, that, that even existed, but mm-hmm. well, because the majority of way that people get to Purgatory Bluff is on the river, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So yep. I doubt there's. That's true. Yeah, I guess it's probably not a worn track. Yeah, there's probably there's enough of a track out to, you know, Legba's crossroads. Um, And, you know, after that, it all kind of fades into wilderness. Cool. Yeah, it depends on how frequently there's traffic between Fort Lyon and Purgatory Bluff. If it doesn't happen very often, then there's no reason why there'd be worn tracks. Yep. Almost everything comes down the river because that's easy, air quote. Mm -hmm. Um cool uh any specific um well how do you guys follow the directions or quote there's no gotchas here or anything that you know let's you know, go go hog wild with you know isabel takes time to ride out ahead a little bit faster and then loop back and then she'll send jules out on run and while she stays with the things but not getting an idea of terrain ahead and sort of paths around obstacles and oh yeah that's like true because you you and the horse much easier than big right. chunky wagon right but anybody else ways of observing your world as you travel along the uh well in the cart oh, i'm mm-hmm. real fast are we supposed to meditate and stuff while we're traveling or once we get there. Once we I get thought there. we got... Yeah, I, I misunderstood. Um, but specifically, uh, yes, as you travel, make note of the world around you, both the supernal and the mundane. Okay. Yeah. I got the impression it was observe your surroundings after you've traveled a day from home. No. Considering once you, that... Yeah, well, <clears> once like you actually rest, on. that's when you will be cataloging, you know, your observations kind of thing. Okay. Sounds good then. 
then uh, let's see. Although it makes it challenging to observe the the mundane, Cloak activates his mage sight and uh, keeps it on during the journey. So I'm willing to spend the willpower, depending upon how many scenes you think they'll uh, transpire over the course of the day. I mean, it's going to be quite a lot, because if even if we take the broader term of a scene being, you know, an hour. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, well, then let's have a brief discussion about something then. Mm -hmm. Considering we're doing this specifically, right, we need to observe the mundane and the supernal. One of the most important and basic ways that mages do that is mage sight. If it seems like it'd be impossible you'd exhaust yourself before you're done if you just keep mage sight on constantly mm -hmm. hmm. yes 100% if you tried to maintain mage sight for the entire time yeah very very okay. well you can keep it on for a number of minutes equal to gnosis without spending willpower but then when you get to activate it again do you have to just turn it off and then turn it back on how, how, how does I mean we, we're, we're very into the narrative here so yeah okay well the reason why I'm asking this is um, Cloak would either try and help people keep their mage side on by maintaining their willpower for this explicit purpose mm -hmm. like ooh maybe that's a ooh how about this oh okay I got a cool idea alright and this I think has narrative significance so um, uh, acquiring a dot in prime has helped um help cloak understand some things about the nature of both mind and space the truth the value and their function and their integration in the magic um in in its basic terms so would it be possible to cast and maintain a spell of mind with conjunctional prime that specifically maintains um, or allows people to maintain mage sight without the willpower cost. Maybe like for the duration of the spell. Yeah, for the duration of the spell. So it does. It the only thing it does is is it regenerates the willpower cost of mage sight. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's a pretty I like good that. spell with extra steps. So yeah, yeah, yeah okay, that's cool. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, and with cool. more focus, which I really like. Yeah, if you're spending willpower on mage side, it'll get redeemed, but it won't regenerate the willpower that you're spending on anything else. Right. Or, yeah, like I said, just to make it a simple mechanic yeah, of maintain mage sight without willpower. Yeah, because we got to observe the supernal. Okay, great. And it seems like this is an intrinsically magical thing, and it would make sense to Legba as the master of understanding to provide everybody with the means by which they can master their own understanding throughout sure. the journey. Every right. time you say that, I just think of the master of unlocking... <laughs> <laughs> um i always go to masters of the universe but sure yeah um i think as far as isabel's like studies, go ahead and write that up. okay you yeah. got it sorry go ahead, Chris. Her studies and stuff goes so her focus is very much on use the term natural or like i'm gonna use the term natural like mm -hmm. in the term of like natural sciences sort of thing right um between forces and life and, and spirit uh, is related intrinsically mm -hmm. to the, to those very closely. Um, and so I think the, the things that she starts considering that she doesn't understand 
in this context is like as we are passing, you know, uh, exposed cliff faces and stuff like that, the or uh, banks of rivers and things like that, um, the way in which um, the non-living world um, has come to change over time. And so she's trying to get glimpses into matter and time. I like that. Um, and through this process, through this lens of this is what I know, this is what I don't. How 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 does my knowledge blind me to these other things? Yeah. Especially with matter being uh, inferior. Mm-hmm. Or no, never mind. That's mind. Yeah. Yeah, matter's my inferior. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, or it's, rather, it's, folks inferior. But yeah, that's actually a, a really good vibe of like, yeah, no life stuff. Mm-hmm. Spirit kind of crosses over that, but matter and time, yeah, absolutely no. Yeah, I like well, that. Really through the through the spirit interaction with with non living things, and then the you know changing and like, uh, I would imagine that that life gives you even if sort of Darwin hasn't shown up yet. There's there's an understanding of life changing and and getting better at certain aspects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like that. That's cool. And uh, are you doing that with Mage Slight? And one thing I just want to add as a comment for Cloaks and Cloaks uh, spell will not keep people's Mage Slight on. It just helps them if they want to keep it. So Yeah, um, if they choose to. Um, was, especially because Isabel being on security, that minus two penalty was... Yeah. It's not a full-time thing, but as much as she feels comfortable to it and more like when Jules is out, on the scout ahead and stuff like that. And you're resting, resting Jose the horse riding alongside the wagon, and, and I like that. Okay, and for mine, I was wanting to do something similar, looking at like the the history of the land as we're moving through. Like, what are the effects time have had here? Mm. Like looking mm-hmm. back. Um, I wasn't even thinking of doing it as mage site, more of just a, I guess like a quick and dirty sort of post-cognition, just as we're riding along, mm-hmm. just sort of try to see how things have changed. Yeah. And so like, oh, that's an interesting thing. What did it look like? And then jumping back. Yeah. And then also, um... Basically, like, intertwinings of fate here. What brought you here? What is your place here? Oh, right. Mm-hmm. On on the objects and things. No, I mean, like, her. Oh, okay. It's like, where do you fit in here? Like, how are you, how is your fate intertwined with that of this place? I like that. Okay. Just kind of introspective mm-hmm. magic meditation, basically. Well, then. <laughs> Starting off well. Okay, so that's up for a month. I just, I like that imagery. Like, people are passing, passing, um, like, an erratic boulder in the middle of an open field or something. 
and like thinking how that got there and what led that to be there. And Rewind and watch it crashing down after, yeah. you know, a volcano or something like that. Or like, you know, ice sheet recedes and leaves boulders mm-hmm. behind and yeah. Yeah, just trying to figure out why everything is as it is here. What led it to be? What might its futures and pasts be? I like that. That's cool. That's um, great. And da, 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 da. Oh, uh, willpower restored for Ralph. Um, exceptional success. Yep. And what are we putting that towards? Yeah, so, hmm. The duration's already at a month. So, you know what? I could get extra mana. I'll get yeah. a point of mana. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, I can't think of anything else I could use it for right now. All right. So, and what about uh, Miss Theodosia Stokes? Um. So, like, she knows it's spirits or ghosts and stuff, but she doesn't kind of see the. The point she can do everything she wants with matter directly without having to ask somebody for help or whatever. But she's, <laughs> um, and like she knows about um, her own sort of version of Twilight. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, that I was kind of focusing on the her um, inferior arcanum is like, how would I do the things that I can do if I had talked to spirits to, to do it and that kind of thing? Just sort of. Mm. And using Prime, um, she should be able to see signs of spirits around, right? Not necessarily see the spirits themselves, but Things see telltales. Of, yeah, especially yeah. with resonance, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so be able to see resonance and stuff like that is just kind of contemplating that as... Because that's really the biggest thing that she doesn't really know much about. So, gotcha. so like, actually casting, like, sacred geometry to actually see and observe yeah, okay. cool. if she sees something interesting or, or like your prime site pop something you know spend a moment to just sort of look at the lay of the land with sacred geometry and see what's going on gotcha. okay oh and then um for for ash and craig were you guys using active mage site like the entire time or is it on and off again or i'm gonna rely yeah. on the, the passive mage site to ping to prompt mm-hmm. to turn it back on sure but just making sure you're open and uh, available for that to happen sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. For me, it's going to be mostly turning it on and off. Like, it's not on always, but mm-hmm. if she sees something that she feels would prompt it, basically, mm-hmm. it's a lot of, again, sort of meditating, riding in the cart, and then when we get to where we're going, setting up camp and just sort of existing out in the in the wilds and feeling right i like that cool um and then the other question is more uh the vibe of uh the thing and actually i, I realize i need to come back to cloak and actually see what cloak is observing but um, uh are you guys is it are you guys trying to be chatty while doing this is it you know some quiet conversation or has this got this you know very monk monastery quiet observation of stuff other than you know a couple of comments here and there and is it you know or is it more like hey we're we're on a road trip you know friends on a road trip you know kind of vibe not for this part for me 
with the the instructions we've been given to start with, at least, it's much more quiet and contemplative. Gotcha. Good luck with that. <laughs> Isabel playing the flute. Playing the flute and offering to, you know, help out with her magic and whatever ways are capable and like trying to bounce ideas off of. I think especially with her trying to figure out um, some matter stuff. Uh, the uh, bouncing some ideas off of um, the Theo. Which I agree with Theo's focus too. Exactly. Right. So, so it, quite probably it's, it's, good it's conversation but it's you know it is still focused on the thing and you know isabel mm -hmm. spending some time playing because it's hard for her to stop that i imagine it's the same thing with like a drummer oh yes let a drummer just sit there no there's gonna be the tapping on the legs or yeah no it's like it's just it's a natural instinct uh and uh, Theo's definitely open to it or amenable to conversation because she's like since the very beginning she's been very aware of how much we've all learned from each other mm -hmm beyond what we were able to learn on our own. So, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, coming back real quick. Sorry, Ralph. Uh, I'm no worries. writing notes as I go. Um, yep. So, yeah, what is what is Ralph? Ralph, what is Cloak and Legba looking at uh, as observe, as writing along? So it would no doubt surprise you that Cloak is prepared for a journey wherein he has to sit in a wagon for a while and maybe have a conversation and do something else at the same time. Mm hmm. Uh, so he's definitely trying to find the astral correspondence between the things we're traveling through and um, and, and the Temenos. So what he suspects is that here on the Great Plains, there might be places where the specific physical locations aren't present, right? Somebody hasn't thought of it. But there might be some places where people have made camp and important events have happened over the course of the years. Or you have like maybe there was a, yes, exactly. There was a there was a quarrel, or um, this was a favored lover's spot at some point in the past. He has no idea. He's just open to the possibility that oftentimes there is a surprising remnant, surprising astral remnant, or places that people think are other, <clears throat> excuse me are otherwise irrelevant and forgettable. Mm -hmm. So. So the first thing is, of course, he's, you know, cruising, cruising the Tomenos, trying to maintain that that vision on it and trying to evaluate, which is challenging because he's keeping Mage side on for the mm -hmm. most part. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, and then not physically challenging. So, uh, yes, a, a quick look. So obviously we're leaving Tenno to Tichlan behind for now as we. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He needs he needs to take a step away for the moment. OK, cool. Um, And he'll return. Sure. Considering he's been sitting there for about a week. So. Mm hmm. Uh, and then during the voyage, he's going to try and have a conversation with Rilla about the nature of truth. Sure. Which uh, she has opinions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she she has a big thing about truth is both subjective and objective uh, mm -hmm. for, for some people and some things. It's like both of these facts can be true. And yeah. they may conflict, and it depends on your personal truth. Uh, meanwhile, she's observing Prime and seeing that there mm -hmm. is a truth, and the fact that some of those things, yep, I I can see the supernal symbols of this and this, and they conflict with each other. Yet both exist, um, and she's yeah. Uh, I think because I, I imagine 
Rilla and Cloak do not often have times to interact on a regular basis, especially within town, right? Um, mm-hmm. There's the coven meetings and probably some conversation that like they get on like after the meeting and things like that, but they don't have the the friendly interaction that really can have with Gisela uh, or with Theo because they live together, stuff like that. And so Rilla is like, you want to talk about truth? <laughs> Let me get my notebooks. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's quiet conversation, but she's, yeah, she's definitely got some thoughts about things and she's obviously yeah. in a Brimos too. So that factors mm-hmm. into it a little bit too. He figured, I mean, I think that there would have been a closer connection between Cloak and Rilla if he hadn't failed to entice her to dance so long ago. <laughs> There's that what if. Have, have yep, a talk with exactly. Uh, have a talk with Giesel about that sometime. Be like, hey, can yeah. you can we, we figure out what would have happened? <laughs> um, so the, the the one last thing is that uh, prior to the journey, Cloak would have asked Theo if uh, she could do something that he's been thinking he might be able to do. Which is... Uh, oh, no. Actually, Theo did it once. Um, if if Theo would be willing to give him uh, the capacity to, to see matter, like she did when she gave him the capacity to see death and therefore souls when they first went together into his Oneros. Sort of. Not quite the same thing, but yeah. Oh, that's right. We were soul gazing, but I thought I thought he soul did marks. use shared sight. Soul marks. I'm sorry, I meant, I meant soul marks, but I, I thought I thought he did use shared sight because he had prime at the time. Or Theo had prime, so I thought she did. I think she Never mind. just... Maybe not. Yeah, because I think she just cast soul marks on the two of you while you were observing each other because mm-hmm. it was to observe the soul. Okay. Not, not shared sights. Sure enough. Sight. Then it would be a novel request. And having contemplated um, rhyme and sight, he would ask if, if Theo might be able to do that. If you could make me no matter. If it's just a facet of understanding, can I see what you see through my eyes? For Craig... Um, it is totally a thing you can do with Prime. It's Prime One, in fact. Um, mm. But it uh, it costs mana. Yeah. Um, what is it? One mana per. Where is this thing? Yeah, it's one mana per Arcanum. So you can substitute anything Unless, for Prime. Um, because it's not a substitute for it. What I mean is, it, it is a substitute. You can give them, them Prime, or if you so choose. You can give them just a different Arcanum that you have. Hmm. Oh, okay. I see. I see where you're saying. Okay. Yep. Um, I was thinking of replacing the Prime Arcana. Yeah. Oh, yeah, gotcha. I'm with you. But yeah, it's it's one mana per Arcana, unless it's your ruling Arcana. So for matter, it doesn't actually cost you mana. Hell yeah. Um, and you don't need to roll that. That's that's okay. pretty straightforward. Same thing with like uh, Gisela casting post cognition, kind of at a glance. It's just like give me throw me throw me back. You know, as, as long as she's dealing with stuff within the recent, well, as long as the landmark hasn't changed. Which hey, 
landmarks are kind of nice that way. <laughs> like, other than erosion, uh, they tend to stay. What makes them landmarks? Uh, anyways. Um, and last bit, the reason why he wanted this is because matters his inferior arcanum. He wants to see the correspondence. He can see space. He can recognize connection and stuff. But the permanence that resides in the objects, he wants to see what he's missing out on. Like that. Yeah. Great. Cool. All right. Cool. Um, and just for everybody else's sake, and especially because you all are engaging in conversation for, yeah, imagine you guys left early dawn. Let's get as far as we can kind of thing. Stopping at dusk. So a, well, some breaks along the way, obviously, but uh, Rilla is um, as, as we've referenced before, she's really trying to expand the breadth of her arcana and trying to understand that. So yeah, at one point or another, she ends up bug bugging all of you. A mm -hmm. um, couple things and bust out these notebooks that um, reminiscent of Gisela and you guys have probably like shared over, you know, ways of taking notes and jotting things down. And she probably has her notebooks in the hallow alongside yours kind of thing. And well, actually no, she probably keeps hers at home because she has a witch for a for a landlord. I'll get there eventually. Roommate. Roommate. <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah, so do not call Theo a landlord. <laughs> well, you own the land. You hire some people to help help you work it. I'm just saying. Felt like it is. Yep. <laughs> and yet you participate in a society. Yeah. I am very smart. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> quickly getting this back on track. Uh, yeah, so Rill is, you know, uh, chatting with all of you about various arcana, especially the ones that she hasn't developed yet. And mm -hmm. uh, Jules, for the most part, is once he realizes that you guys are dealing with things that are beyond his literally ability to see, uh, he starts to shift gears and it's a, um, a similar method of stuff that you see with Benito uh, mm. because the two of them have been sharing the, the sleepwalker playbook, right? And so quickly, especially with Isabel working in tandem as security, that's his thing. And then occasionally it's like, okay, we're going to rest the horses and is like, it's either security and making sure you guys see things and like, he's oh, that's a cool rock. And he's like, I've got it. Bring over, you know, uh, he's very into helping um uh, to a point of like this he like is really enjoying this and being that that right hand to a wizard kind of vibe right but in between all point. that is over with isabel going see any cool spirits was this you see anything you you looked over there what's 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 over there and there's this continual like because mm -hmm. he wants to do another really dumb summoning uh mm -hmm. it's like it's been a while since there's that demon that showed up and it got they like no we don't close that door we don't do that ritual anymore but spirits generally speaking are all right um and in you know the past year he's summoned a couple spirits uh usually within earshot of isabel uh <laughs> Because it's one of those, I made a mistake. Isabel's like, all right. Like, looking <laughs> over his shoulder. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, like not, not to like admonish him, but to like protect him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the not quite helicopter parenting, but it's the, 
Start some shit. Watch what it's happens. Intimidating the, it's intimidating the spirit. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. I can see Jules walking in sometime. He's got like this ghostly wolf just sort of resting its fangs on his head. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say for <laughs> interacting with uh, Rilla, uh, Isabel takes some time to bust out the wings again. Just sort of ride with giant wings off to one side. I like that. Because I was going to ask if uh, if you stayed on the horse the entire time for stuff or... For the most part, yeah. Okay. And uh, just for flavor, um, is there any kind of outward sign that there's anything with jewels? Or are you guys strictly... Strictly professional. Yes. Uh, I mean... Probably... Now that they've addressed it and talked it through, yeah, there's. They ride a, a little bit closer than norm yeah, than you normally. A lot more would. of an intentional sort of thing about it, right? Uh, especially since they're kind of there's the back and forth aspects, so you don't see them together a lot. But I'm sure once you guys make camp, it becomes a little bit more obvious. Um, and uh, yeah, so you guys continue on with these observations, notably. There's nothing that really stands out beyond out of character, which you would imagine from stuff. There's some some interesting things. Gisela seeing, you know, like we mentioned, rocks being thrown thousands of miles by uh, natural forces, movement of glacial uh, sheets. Um, we have observations of strata that, you know, basically Isabel and uh, Theo kind of observe and kind of talk about and you know, within the time frame and probably Rilla interjects, maybe Jules even uh, talking about, oh yeah, we know you know, there are these layers that probably reflect across time uh, things like that it's generally a you know, slow standard going um, the only thing um, out of the norm that I will mention is that for cloak, you know there, well, it's not even out of the norm, but you are able to find the occasional landmark that people point out amusingly, or perhaps even frustratingly. You can never actually manage to arrive at those places in the astral. They are, mm. they always appear as a landmark in the distance. Never something that you actually can you go to visit. Uh, well, probably cool. the majority of them are all, oh yeah, it's a landmark out in the distance and that's all it shows up in the astral. There's occasionally all some right. where you like, spot you know a box canyon that people recognize and people have camped there before uh but for the most part they're always just landmarks in the distance off amongst the the great plains and some of them have uh westerner no not westerner uh european vibes and looking at it and then others you look at and you can see the effect that europeans have talked about, but they have stronger vibes with uh, within uh, the Native American community. But because mm -hmm. you are only recognizing and visiting them as landmarks and without knowing their names and their true selves, mm -hmm. they're always just landmarks in the distance. Ah, okay. Which, you know, for, you know, Cloak, especially the space aspect, it's like, hmm, that is slightly frustrating, but also an interesting, you know, thing without actually knowing it the place it's hard to it touches on an obsession. That's a gap in understanding. Yep. How do you sense, arrive though. at? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. 
So yeah, and that's I was, yeah. I was gonna flip the idea. Oh, and, um, but uh, four out of five of us, Isabel being the only one that doesn't have Prime, so there's probably some chatter about ley lines and stuff like that going on. That's actually really true. Yeah, there's you know yeah Prime this Prime that, and it's like. Listen, it's all just residents, guys. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? These floating lines through space? No. Hmm? Well, with that type of conversation, would you want to see? Prime I mean, I've showed you them before, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which actually, that uh, comes back to um, actually at camp as you guys mm -hmm. start to talk and catalog and because i imagine at this point we're not seeing new stuff we're, we're setting up camp right. putting up some tents this is all of a sudden where the conversation really starts to happen as everybody starts to talk about all the things they've observed which hey this is what the journal told us to do right. but also like we're we're a bunch of mages we're not even hiding in you know theo's basement or anything we can just talk amongst ourselves and conversation just happens naturally um also shout out to anybody if you've ever been to a nerd convention it's like that <laughs> i don't have to shut up about how great such and such a thing is and i could literally shout about it and somebody will come over and want to talk Someone's to you gonna about yell it. Back. right um it's just you know and all of a sudden you had these mages and a sleepwalker along and having these discussions and yeah, so things kind of flow and you guys start to talk as the sun sets, gets into to dusk. You've got, you know, camp up against and around the, the wagon. The horses are, you know, picketed up and settle into basically an evening, you know, before turning in because there's no reason to stay up in late into the night. Um, and so before and we turn in, uh, based on conversation with uh, Isabel and what I've been doing for Legba. Offer that to Jules and Isabella if you guys want to have a look through Prime or Matter. Be helpful. Yeah, I can do that. I think I, with Jules, it would require four dots to give him Mage Sight. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, so I wouldn't be able to do it for Jules, but. You could cast it on him, but he doesn't right. have any And that's, I think, like the Mage discovery. Sight, so. mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's probably something you do, right? Mm -hmm. You're yeah. like, oh, you know, I can just give this out. And, like, and then on. realize that it doesn't, he can't yeah, just, use it. Ah. And, but can't I cast, like, Supernal Vision on him? No, because Supernal Vision is the viewing a, a thing through the Supernal Lens kind of spell. Kind of way you have Exorcist Eye or, yeah. Okay, all right. Isn't that what it's called? Correct. Apocalypse. Yeah, Apocalypse yeah. is the rote. Nope. So, yeah, Jules is like, wait, shit, I can see this stuff? Oh. Uh, we should have made him a potion. Which I think, like, there's there's the conversation <laughs> and the little chat as you guys are sitting around the fire, and it's like, well, we do have the ingredient. <laughs> well, not the ingredients, the recipe, and it's like, mm, maybe. Because at not. this point, we, I'm assuming the people from the Diamond Order would have told us all the ways this could have gone horribly. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. Because if nothing else, Egrock would have asked about like the awakening and how Rilla awakened. Because they, when, especially when they arrived, remember, their focus was protecting and understanding Rilla and her aspects of destiny and things like that. So, yeah, they definitely were asking about this. And Rilla at the time probably 
especially those initial days, probably would have been just fine telling about what I've seen. And it's later on that we shift into the more transactional interactions that you all have with the Diamond Order. And, and Rilla picks up on that pretty quickly because coming from the scientist community, it's like, yes, all knowledge. Everybody should know everything. But however, this is this is my little hoard of knowledge. And, you know, so uh, got to publish first. Right. You can find out later. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so it is as the sun finally sets and you all are starting to contemplate, yeah, maybe we should go to bed so we can get up in the morning and, you know, by firelight, Theodosia is looking over the journal for the, the next steps of the, the journey when, uh, well, actually, Theodosia is the one who looks up and your peripheral mage sight kind of tingles. Um, oh, and actually, well, everybody's does, but um, Theodosia's especially. And for Gisela, you know, there is a, you know, big death uh, arcana that kind of floats into the space. I'm just going to turn and look at Theo. <laughs> Did you do that? Theo's um, looking. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. Composure five. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, as you say that, cut to my notes because I actually wrote notes um a you know we'll have a gimme out of character but you know a ghost materializes in front of all of you um and well we'll just start at the top right <clears throat> kind of androgynous facial features um beneath like a linen burial shroud the eyes are just closed kind of resting the face doesn't even look like it has been touched by decay or deterioration or anything like that but it's got that little bit of like solidity and you know rigor mortis for lack of a better term um and uh it's, it's got the burial shroud over it but the rest of the body is wrapped in just a single long wrapping cloth round um from you know, basically shoulders down and the bottom of it is kind of stained in dirt one might assume grave dirt um the feet are just kind of floating maybe a foot off of the ground so it's this kind of wrapped not quite mummy because that sends a different vibe but just kind of solid figure that just it floats forward into basically the campfire light and uh as you what was it that you said giza that's interesting or no, Craig said that. Um, and this multitude of voices, maybe a dozen people speaking all the same words, um, says, I'm glad that you find me interesting. Well, the unexpected is often interesting. What brings you to our camp today? I come to share the warmth of your fire, the glories of your knowledge. I have hungers that must be sated, and I am called.
and kind of sorry i'm doing head tilts and i'm realizing and it's kind of again eyes closed kind of moves over each one of you in turn and passes over jewels completely mm-hmm. and says i'm called by those who begin a journey well then you are welcome to share a fire cool do you withstand the effect that hits you Yeah, uh, there's another like peripheral mage sight death kind of sensation that goes off tugging at you. Everyone or? Uh, Theodosia. I'm gonna say no. Cool, reduce your willpower and mana by one. Or not, not reduce, spend a point of willpower and mana. <laughs> It was about opening your mind, right? Mm-hmm. And there is a... She has hungers. Mm-hmm. They have hungers. Uh, I she, shouldn't assume gender. She, yep. oh. You uh, did say androgynous features, so yep. I was correcting myself. Yep. Uh, but yeah, she kind of lets out a, a relieved sigh. Like I said, it's a, a multitude of various voices. Um. <laughs> I, I love Ash's reaction. Nope, <laughs> we're gonna hang on here. Yeah, because I have been thinking about this. Uh, this is Farilla. Oh, okay. Because she does still have her her destiny, mm-hmm. and I am worried about things trying to act on that. Absolutely. So basically, as soon as a ghost showed up, I'm just like sliding over, reaching out, and touching your hand, and uh. Putting a warning gesture up on her. I like that. Um, so you're overreaching by one. What yantras are you using? I have my um, magical tool and the shadow name cabal theme. Cool. So just one chance die. Cool. Uh, five minus four plus six math. Seven? Eleven minus four. Yes. Yeah. cool and like there's she kind of flinches as like there's a spell and then kind of recognizing that it was like okay that was you cool um and uh, actually from from her perspective uh she still has her prime side on so watches your nimbus kind of exude off of you and recognizes it's like okay cool and like kind of seems to to shift and she's like yeah no i can handle this and then also kind of Notices that the spell was only cast on her. It's just like, okay, hang on. Should I be insulted by that? There's a, there's a like, we're going to talk later kind of uh, expression, but immediately <laughs> looks back over to the ghost. So uh, now, uh, now that a toll has been paid, he was going to ask, are you a guide or a challenge? I'm a door. And uh, right. like the the mouth, by the way, has not moved, has not opened. Uh, it has just remained the whole facial expression, just completely passive and at rest. But then kind of passes her expressions over the other four and says, will you two feed my needs, my hungers? In order to enter a door politely, one must knock. 
This seems to be the way. Yes, take of me what you will. Cool. So, yeah. Reduce your Dangerous words, dude. <laughs> right, I know. Uh, reduce your mana and willpower by one. Cool. Triumph through adversity. <laughs> Triumph through adversity, baby. Uh, for Isabel and uh, Gisela. Uh, I mean, she's very hesitant, but I think she'll, at this point, follow the lead of Theo. Okay. Cool. Seems Same. comforted. Not comforted, but at least complacent in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if this is what you think Can always we should do with this ghost. Cool. This is my last willpower. Oh, well, you'll get another one when you sleep. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, everybody reduce your willpower and mana by one. You say reduced, you mean like take it away? Mm-hmm. And just spend. As if you spend it. Um, and the the figure kind of shifts and there's this definite like, well, especially with a multitude of voices, the susurrus of like, not necessarily pleasure, but like contentment, right? And satisfied. And it's like, okay, good, good. Uh, and then turns back to Theo and says, do you have more to give? Is more needed? I still hunger. Um, what am I through sight? Um, they'll say, what am I seeing in front of me here? Because the multiple voices has got me thinking this is not an ordinary ghost. Yeah. And if I want, I could pay a mana for prime sight to get the underlying truth of what I'm looking at. Uh, well, the, the mage sites aren't going to help you out all too much. You're definitely going to need to. No, but it might give hints or whatever, right? That there's right. something else going on here. Yeah. Um, it does seem to have some. Let's see here at this site. Yeah, manifested ghosts, and you can tell that no, it doesn't have a soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, prime site. Um, I mean, you could use it as a yantra, uh, in a sacrificial uh, sacrament kind of way, but no, otherwise, prime and matter don't give you much. Uh, yeah, just your initial stuff. It's like, yep, that's a ghost. Uh, you'd have to do. Uh, Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name, but yeah, the knowing spell uh, to further understand it. Would right, it accept but... knowledge as payment? Do you ask that? I mean, yes, but like at Theo, because it's not talking to me, so I don't want to... Mm-hmm talk to it um you're free to bargain however you like I think but I expect that since there are six of us taking this journey it's looking for more keys to be purchased yeah and Rilla has paid up as well uh, just to be clear so I will allow another willpower and a mana to cover jewels oh, okay. uh as you give of yourself again, it kind of moves towards you, just kind of this mm-hmm. drifting motion, and it says, do you have more to give? I think I have given sufficient. What do you have to give now that we have given you? 
There's a wry kind of amusement to its voice and says, I owe you nothing. Oh, it's a strong word. But it is often customary that if you've been sat at a table and provided for, given hospitality, that you might entertain your house in some way. What are you adored to? I think it starts by uh, responding to Isabel saying... Say it. I, you are not my hosts. I stand at the door. I am the door to more knowledge and understanding. Then do what a door does and open. Door doesn't just open. Um, actually, with with a setup like that, uh, the mouth finally opens, and, you know, big yawning chasm of, you know, very rotten teeth for the, the rest of the body looking normal and, and uh, uh, f- fresh, for lack of a better term. The mouth is is gnarly and rotted and there is the definite like smell of not just like dead but like long dead um and there's something unpleasant and extra on top of it um just because of craig your interactions with ghosts in the past this this is definitely something more something something extra something different than what you've uh, experienced in the past. Um, perfect. Um, it's contested with. Oh, God, this is probably the wrong person to use this on, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Chris. Yep. Uh, would you be so kind as to roll your presence plus composure plus gnosis in a contested roll? Presence, composure, gnosis? Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, I don't remember how... Because I know you've got high presence. Do you have high composure, too? Oh. Oh, okay. I have two dots of presence and three dots of composure. Oh. No, is it... Or manip. That's the one I'm thinking of. Okay, so never mind. This isn't too bad. Um... Uh... Spend a willpower on this. And get one success. This is the part where out of character you guys are going to realize what you're up against. Go, oh, goddamn. 20? 20? 20. 20. Power plus, uh, plus finesse. 20 dice. Um, this is the awe Numina. That's uh, a rank two three right there. Uh, da, 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 da. Where is? I'm gonna read it. Just um, 
Uh, oh, contested individually. Anyone who can see it. Sorry, everybody. Please roll Pleasant's plus Composure plus Gnosis. Uh, Got it. You just need six successes. It's not that bad. Uh, it's all right. Anyone gaining fewer successes than the entity is unable to move or speak for a turn. If I, uh, it, the entity gains an exceptional success, the effect lasts three turns. Gotcha. So just so you guys know, you don't necessarily need to go hog wild on, uh, you know, burning oh, let's willpower see. necessarily. I'm gonna spend one because I want to roll fifteen dice. Yes. <laughs> cool. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, presence. You're the one who had the high presence plus composure, mm -hmm. and, and Theo had the five. So, um, yeah. So because of the, I guess with it having an exceptional success, no, exceptional successes after um, the subtractions. After the test, yeah. So yeah. So nobody is is stunned for. Oh no! Just except Isabel. Just Isabel <laughs> is stunned for, and um, I'm not going to bother rolling. But Rilla and. Um, Jules are both kind of stunned for a second as um, it, it it basically the the numina is couched as terror, um, which just kind of seizes into you. Um, and I kind of please that the Mastigos is the one who goes terror. Nah, <laughs> I'm good. Um, but yeah, it just kind of opens its mouth and lets out the the stench of death and this very like you guys haven't been into or seen actually uh uh cloak and theo have seen a portal into the underworld um and this reminds you of it <laughs> and it's just like this moment now in this case uh you know theodosia and ash and uh, ash gisela kind of shrug it off after that scene you know cloak just kind of you know handles it and the mouth kind of closes again and says you are not my hosts. You are bringing payment. As uh, Karen, Karan, how does how does one pronounce that stupid ferryman's name? Karen. 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 Um, you know, once claimed. You said you were a door. A door opens as a portal into one place. A ferryman demands a toll. A door does not. A door does not assert itself. Doors also keep people up. Doors do not control who enters and exits on their own. They are a function. If you are asserting that you serve in a different role... You demand a toll. You demand tribute. You are not treating with us truthfully. I am willing to pay what's necessary to take advantage of what you offer. However, from this point on, I request that you offer it truthfully. Without deceit, without disguised language, or the suggestion that you are attempting less than you are. It kind of, you know, in that, you know, eerie, too smooth motion, just kind of turns on a, you know, pivots uh, towards 
leg bend. Its head tilts. Probably the first, like, real expressive emotion it's made and looks and says, Who are you to demand this of me? Um, I am Legba. He stands. Master of the crossroads. A door sits at a crossroads. And you assert that you are a door. If you wish not to be a door, and wish not to be mastered, and wish to be paid tribute, suggest it. I am on this journey as they are. And you came to our fire at, as you have implied, the behest of other hosts. If you have problems with how we are responding to this surprise, please take it up with the hosts that have put us on this journey. I like it. Uh, I also really like it because in my head, and feel free, everybody, flavor this, but it's also really good cover for Theodosia over here, like, get this spell going. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, Theo's beyond fucking around. Uh, Reach for... Um, Instant Chaos, and actually I need one more for sensory range. Okay. But I got three anyway, right? It's a rank one spell. Damage Ghost is definitely not a rank one spell. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, did I get that wrong? Let me... Where was I? It's three, right? Mm-hmm. Three oh, you're right. Okay. So you have to so do over, a little overreaching by overreaching by one. Okay. And Yantras, you are using uh, my um, perfected bone cane um, as a cudgel weapon. Sure. Um, and uh, a leaning into my oh, I can actually throw another one in there because I'm this is I think definitely into my shadow name. Baba Sarah? Yeah. Yep. So another one for for that. Okay. Um, so that does take three turns. I think Legba's speech challenge sure. uh, definitely mm-hmm. covers that. Um, and so one paradox. Wait, mm-hmm. how much notices do you have? Two paradox? Or are you spending mana? I'm going to spend some mana. Okay. Cool. All right. D- doesn't accumulate. And that is six minus four is two. Oh, the answer is actually five, so mm-hmm. eight and six is 14 minus four is 10. And dice. And dice. Um, and it's eight again, right? Correct. Because if you're nine again. Oh, is it just nine? Okay. Yeah, it's nine again. Eight successes. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Um, is there a withstand with that? Uh, no, because that's just its damage. Um, now that said, so you could... Get a bonus potency. Right. Do uh, another damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, which was minus two. You're already at three, three. five, six. Six. Mm-hmm. Six bashing damage. And as she releases this ball, she's like, a door is also meant to keep people out. And let's fly with the spell. Cool. Um, it's not being a very good host. Um, it kind of rocks. Um, but looking at it, this is a beefy ghost. Especially mm-hmm. as the the spell lands and you've already got your prime site and death site open. 
And while that site doesn't really let you see the corpus of a ghost, you get that, you know, pattern and you see it's like, I hit that pattern. Oh, that's a really big pattern um, moment. Um, yeah, I'm expecting this will take a little while to whittle down. Potentially. Um, and I think we'll pause it there because I think we come back, may have to roll initiative. Sure. Um, and we'll see how people handle this either through combat or yelling at it or yeah, we'll see. Um, and out of character, we, we can talk during the break. So Twitch folks, we'll be right. Well, we'll be back in a minute and then, you know, go walk and stuff like that. You know the thing. YouTube guys, back in a blink. So off screen, uh, during the break, we rolled initiative, um, which puts uh, Jean-Paul and Gisela at the top of the order. So you guys can basically go simultaneously. The one thing she has a higher initiative mod, so she goes first. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Not nine. Okay. Your initiative mod is, is six, right? Yeah. Four plus My two. My page says initiative nine. It doesn't say it here. Regardless. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Next to composure four. Uh, the quick thing to make says this is combat air quote though not necessarily because we don't necessarily have to get into the beat it to death kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Out of character, yeah. the goal of the ghost is yep. to make you. What, what's the best way to say it? Uh, well, out of character. It is to send the mages packing and to give mm -hmm. up the journey. Okay, gotcha. That's um, his goal. That is its goal. In the combat. In the combat. Okay. Because uh, I have fast reflexes. Ah, uh, that's right. Um, mm. And then what is, and I, I'm, it is fine if these are individual, right? But getting mm -hmm. into this combat, because I know some of you are not necessarily interested in, you know, fighting it out and want to discuss mm -hmm. instead. What is your goals moving forward? Open the door. Sure. Theo wants the ghost to submit. Um, well. <laughs> Legba wants people to be reasonable and resume the conversation prior to going through the door so that we have all the information we can get. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want. I want to know about it. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure I don't want to no, kick its ass. Yeah, and that's you fine. think it's premature to just uh, treat it like the door it claims it is? Well, that's absolutely fine. I didn't specify violence. Right. Uh, Fair enough. Because this, this is where we get into the... And the ghost could decide to yield, you know. But yeah, mm -hmm. my goal for the combat is to learn from it, figure out what it's... Mm -hmm. What is its goal? Right. I guess we like, should say Why conflict. is it here? Instead yeah. of necessarily combat. Cool. What was the three D ten Ash? Oh, um, when I rolled an initiative, it didn't include the fast reflexes dots for oh, some reason. That's just a plus three. It's just plus three. Oh, okay. Yeah, initiative isn't. Uh... Yeah, which is if you cursor okay, over it, you can see it. Two plus yeah. four plus three. It's just not listed. Yeah, they list it as zeros if you don't have it. But yeah, that's that, why I was confused. Yeah, because... it's backwards. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Uh, but yes, that does put Gisela wants to understand it. Uh, Bauer at the top of the initiative. Can I talk to it and do a spell? Mm -hmm. I mean, you begin the spell, right? You know, depending on how many yantras you use, but. Um, 
Yeah, basically the question I asked it earlier was like, what else oh, would right. you accept knowledge as a payment? Mm -hmm. Because I can't pay you willpower and willpower. Anymore, right? mm -hmm. Basically, I'm still trying to barter with it. Sure, absolutely. And what was the spell that you find? Oh, the interconnections we discussed? Yeah, I was just gonna... I guess just do it as like a quick and dirty gnosis fate. That's fine. To see. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, finally got them all to select on the sheet. They kept <laughs> erasing ones as I was clicking the other one. Wah, wah. Um, go ahead and roll me one more dice because you realize, you know what? You've got the entre, but specifically, I like the idea of asking, what do you want while trying to use fate to figure out why it's here? We'll give that one little extra die, see if it goes anywhere. Yeah, so in the, the classic, you know, TTRPG talking while out of out of turn, uh, basically says, you know, it, you know, knowledge, yes, empty your mind for me. But doesn't actually do anything. Jean Paul. Pierre, All right, excellent. Joseph Broussard Ungan Cluck. That's <laughs> right. I'm I'm reading the names off of the edition tracker. Yeah. Those, those are you at home. <laughs> While you're doing that, uh, done. Oh, perfect. Hmm. Sure. Obstruct John Paul yells out, "Everyone, stop!" Or Legba yells that out, and then, boom! Um, as his Nimbus floods the area, chains encircle, make a a spiraling cylinder around the immediate area of the ghost and possibly the campfire rising up into the heavens but of course it's not that much space whatever much space takes up the first um the first rank Arms of scale range. right yes exactly so yep, and i will the roll intent this of the spell is the intent of the spell is a weaving of space to ban anything from getting out of that space and anything from getting in just a complete obstruction sure. for crossing through that space, whether you're in it or out it. Before this can get worse and anything else can happen, he thinks that people need an opportunity to make a decision. Mm -hmm. So. All right. So wait, are we in the space or out of it? Out of it. We are outside of it. And the ghost is in. Yep. Yeah. The very Sealing classic Masty goes, uh, you just go away for a minute. Yeah, exactly. You're in time out. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yeah, yep. no problem. What's up? Cool. Hey, and I didn't you, um, choose advanced duration, so. Cool. So Actually, I had the free reach, so I could have. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. be like, it's there for a day. Yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, That's my turn. Oh, wait. Minus one die. I'll roll again. Well, and I was also thinking about reach being instant. And then I guess, yeah, advanced duration. Enough. Well, and specifically, I was thinking about range, but being able to oh, just gotcha. lay your hand there. Yeah, that's yeah, you're right there. All right, cool. Great. 
I'll roll it again with 11 dice. Oh, I'm not worried about it. Oh, yeah? Okay, yeah, cool. Because dropping that first or last, either way, you still have okay. successes. So. All cool. right, fair enough. So it disappears out of existence, which just for the sake of interesting sh- things, a portion of the campfire is still there. And there's just this, you know, where it's been split and broken. Uh, oh, actually, hang on. What yantras are you using? Uh, I was using Shadow Name. Gotcha. And uh, the Asson, but then I real the reason why I re-rolled is I can't use the Asson because it's um, one-turn cool. cast. Uh, would you? Mm-hmm. And of course, in, in, in uh, Legba's mind, right, this is a uh, uh, a crossover between how we're going to handle this. This is the first challenge we're encountering on this journey. We really need to decide if we want to start it off sure. by trying to fight this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which brings us to Isabel. Um, so we can't see it or cannot it's currently gone, perceive it. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put it in timeout. <laughs> For like a better okay, game. I have no idea what to do then. Okay, cool. Um, and come around to Theo. I was gonna study it, right? Or talk to it, or shoot it, and all three of those are off the table. So. Yep. Hmm. Actually, yeah, because it's not here for the duration, and there's no clash. This band is weird. Um. Uh, we will just stop at the ghost, I think. Because uh, effectively, we've stopped combat. I'm not too worried about initiative turn order or anything like that. And <laughs> the coven has a moment to go, hang on. What are we doing here? Um, yeah. So feel free. I mean, at this point, literally talk amongst yourselves. Do you have something to say, Cloak? I do. As I just did when I said we need to decide what we're going to do. You seem to have decided. All right. I'll be more explicit. Babasero just initiated hostilities with a very powerful ghost. The first entity we have encountered on this journey... I imagine some of us are less inclined to violence. I gave us an opportunity to decide as a group how we're going to engage it further. What I've done can be stopped at any moment, but I'm not going to release it until we are all decided on how we're going to proceed because we are on this journey together. It was just kind of like tense and ready to go, but she's not talking yet. I don't think fighting it is the immediate answer. Like that might be an answer to get what we need from it, but I don't think we've exhausted our other options yet. Doors aren't always meant to open. I've shown you that 
it is trivial to open a door. Discosis here is an obstacle. We have already tried bargaining. We've given of ourselves to it. It has given nothing in return and just wants more. It's going to keep on feeding on us. Unless we exert our will over it. I believe that to be an assumption. Do you know what it wants? Have you read its thoughts? No, I haven't. Yes. Have you? I have not yet. I can. But I probably wouldn't invade its mind. I would just try and know what it desires. And then see if we can provide it. I suspect that if this is a journey that others have gone on before, it is not necessarily the case that all people journeying must defeat this entity through violence. I am certain of that. I will point out that we were discussing when it used its powers on us. It It used its powers in response to a perceived slight. Isabel told it to open. Yes. So it opened. I asked it to act as it claimed to be, no different than you have done. Like what? I'm not criticizing you. I'm establishing cause and effect as I saw it. We camped. The ghost came. It materialized. It spoke to us. It stated it was a door, requested something from us, requested more. Then you said, act like you are. And it used its powers on us. That seems to me... One moment, please. It seemed to me as though it was offended by the assertion. There are other ways of expressing displeasure with an offense than using a power on us. I mean, the it last hurt time... us. It could have hurt us. Indeed. It was a flex. Most of the ghosts that you and I have encountered together, Baba Sarah, have used their powers, especially in response to the presence of will workers. It does not seem, how to say, out of character with this ghost or of ghosts, as far as I understand them, however limited that is, for them to use their powers to assert their position. Especially, imagine if it's encountered mages before who are similarly less inclined to pay tribute or act in respect in accord with his expectations. Um, I think we'll have to agree to disagree. I see the situation differently. Um, I see that uh, we gave and it has returned nothing. Um, and essentially attacked us, whether it caused damage or whatever. It was trying to take our will away from us. That is very offensive to me. I think the only way we're getting through this is to um, exert our will over it. I'm not prepared to command it. I wanted to submit. To yield. And then 
do what it is uh, here to do if we bypass whatever. It's the gateway to get to the next part. It's standing in our way. It's not bargaining in good faith. It seems to be pretty clear moving forward. Pause the conversation. Uh, Ralph, I need a Gnosis plus space plus B plus one. No, plus two, because you have three Arcana. Uh, it's a uh, clash of wills yeah. against the band. Cool. Sounds good. It's probably going to break through. So their clash of wills is rank plus influence. Metal willpower and plus two, so that's five. All right, that's not bad. Making sure, because I'm pretty there, sure. Clash there's of one more thing that Legba wanted to say. So. That's fine. Go ahead. Uh, while I'm trying to find cool. my... which is, uh, he says, Baba Sarah, I think you're entitled to your perspective. I would like to reinforce that we were told to this whole day go on a journey from home observe and contemplate on what we know and what we don't how much we understand and how much we're ignorant of and it seems that we're in a situation where we're making a lot of quick choices based on things we assume and we are hastily disregarding the fact that we exist in a state of profound ignorance about the rest of this journey and about this entity in particular. Damn, cannot find a definite answer for Clash of Wills. So yeah, we're going with... That's what we've done before, right? Rank plus influence? I think so. Sounds right. What does it roll to activate its power? Uh, uh, power plus finesse, which is like yeah. huge. All right. <laughs> wow, that's an exceptional. How about that? Uh, so yeah, bounces off, and because it is a clash, you can feel it on the spell. Mm -hmm. Man, I think after the lesson of the day, I don't think violence is how this is meant to be handled. But yeah. Can we talk to it? Are we all ready to resume? I'll stand down. Thank you. I was willing you to didn't. just let you fight it. Well, I don't. <laughs> but. Um, a quick question. Um, primarily, especially since, okay, we're going to let the band down. Um, mm -hmm. If anybody has a spell that they're like, and I'm going to throw this out, if it ends up being a combat spell, whatever, that's your character's lying to your characters, mm -hmm. right? But um, other things I know, Ash, uh, Giza may want another swing at this with a little yeah, more preparation. Try it again with like Ayantra. <laughs> right. Makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try and understand what it wants. Yep. So like uh, I said, this is a change. Go ahead and cool. write those up right now. Uh, and uh, uh, then. Uh, Legbar also does say, um, and Babasera, I do appreciate that you are capable of protecting us from further assaults. 
if you feel so inclined. Should I just go ahead and cast this? I've just got the Gnosis and Fate plus three for Shadow Name theme and my... Uh, yeah, that works. Um, Makes sense. Seeing Stone. Anybody else writing up spills? Yeah, he's going to release an improvised practice of knowing with the reach to get lots of things. So that'll be four, four, five, thirteen. Oh, sh- <laughs> I'm sitting here waiting, and I hadn't actually noticed that Ralph's uh, rolling gun through. So yeah, four successes there. Cool. Um, Craig, were you writing some up? Yep. Okay. Pausing then. Cool. Um, six, ten, twenty. Yeah. Total. And then the reaches for instant sensory scale physical attacks. Yep. Cool. Uh, oh, uh, no. So they're um, instant, uh, uh, not um, sensory, it's instant scale and duration mm-hmm. and, and physical attacks. Okay. Yeah, because it's easy enough to reach across. Yep. Actually, through the band, across over the, <laughs> the campfire. Well, no, the, it's ghost shields from protecting us. Right, I'm talking about reaching. If you're not doing sensor, you have to touch everyone. Right, and so if you're, yeah, yeah, and that and that's fine. I'm imagining you all sitting around a campfire and reaching through the band to the other side to be able to touch somebody, Um, just as a more amusing factoid. Um, Overreach by two, which is four paradox. Thank you. Yep. Nothing. what did we come out with? 20 dice? Yeah. Oh, wait, hang on. What no. is a seven? There's some potency in there for. Yeah, uh, I counted that up. Uh, three Yantras, three turns. Yeah, which is fine because you guys have plenty of, you know, wind up for it. Uh, 10, 6, 16, 12 dice. <laughs> I was bamboozled, Craig. Okay, four successes. Uh, so as the band comes down, uh, mm-hmm. the spirit, well, it's not a spirit, ghost, uh, immediately draws back from the campfire in you know, very, mm-hmm. like, fighting game backstep kind of float. Mm-hmm. And hand, well, no, hands don't come up, but, like, there's an intent. Um, and you definitely have that sense of it was expecting an ambush. Nothing comes about. Um, for Ash, the interconnections, uh, especially looking at it and the the things that are coming off of it, there's a very big glowing, obvious interconnection between the ghost itself and this campsite, for lack of a better term, th- this area. Um, and it is drawn in as because um, you get the flavor off of the the connection. Though it's not a sympathetic connection, and it has a strong what's a what's a good way for lack of a better term, we'll put an English 
an obstacle course, right? It is designed to be defeated and a challenge uh, without necessarily like, you know, a gladiatorial arena, right? You get this playground. A puzzle. Yeah, puzzle is a good one. Yeah, uh, where it is supposed to frustrate and some people may, you know, fuck off and go, this isn't worth it. And others will carry on through. Um, yeah, I would have um, I want to have like instant range, and then the the thing that we should have like a destiny or whatever. Like, I don't think it has a capital D destiny, but like, what is? Does it have like a purpose? Uh, and that's primarily that's, yeah. it. It is for well, actually, from the fate side of things, this thing is bound to this job. Right, this is a thing, this wasn't its original existence, but now it has been bound to this task. Um, and yeah, we'll kind of leave it at that. Um, for uh, Ralph, you're effectively doing no nature? Yes. Okay. I thought. Um, so. Instant. Okay. They have no, no. They have virtue and right. vice, but it's reversed in terms of getting willpower and stuff back. Um, That's right. It's virtue. Mm-hmm. Scramble through my notes. Believe it or not, didn't write down it's virtue and vice because you know, I didn't come up with one. Uh, uh, well, it's vice is decept- uh, is deceitful. Um, mm. It's virtue is mm, probably ambitious. Um, it has, uh, um, cause you get aspirations and obsessions. We'll go over that, uh, social and mental dots. You don't quite get, uh, mm-hmm. not in the, the way one might yeah. normally see them, but mm-hmm. I it. um, well, yeah, actually, mentally and socially superior to normal humans, right? Hmm. Which, out of character, it's it's a high rank uh, ghost. You yeah. can kind of get get that. It has totally. but one aspiration. Cool. Challenge everything or everyone right. that mm-hmm. it meets. Okay. Cool. But yeah, with no further like combat thrown at it immediately it looks back and forth across the faces Rilla and Jules especially Jules is about ready to like dive behind the wagon like I I'm not prepared for this my Um, hero (laughs) what what was that Frank my Uh, hero yeah Uh, um like, listen, this is, this is made shit. Um, this is out of his weight class. Right. Um, everybody, everybody gives salute to Titus. Uh, Titus? Yeah, Titus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the moment, it's like, what was my own character? Um, and really is watching intently, but, you know, doesn't make a move. Um, the spirit kind of ghost stands at the edge now of the firelight and says... Yeah, actually just repeats its request. 
I still hunger. What will you give me? What will you give us? Yeah, I th that is not our relationship. We're not going to sit here and let you feed on us for nothing. What lays beyond you that you so jealously guard? I think actually it looks directly at like wherever Theodosia put the journal, right? It looks straight to that and says the path beyond lies beyond me. Ligma says to it. I believe I was right in assuming that you would use language that disguised your function, your role, and your intentions. However, I believe that your desire to challenge us is true. And I would suggest this. The bang of our will and of our soul is clearly not a challenge to us. It is just unpleasant. And so if you wish to assert yourself and succeed in the ambitious demonstration of a true challenge, you would offer us something different, perhaps of the nature that my companion has suggested, and he um, holds out his hand, the Gisela. A challenge of ignorance. <laughs> that is the nature of the journey. I was going to offer the knowledge of what we have gained today through introspection, through everything. Come and sit. I'll give you this. Shifts and moves a little bit. Coming closer to the fire, but rather than stepping into like the circle of all of you, begins to actually... Isabel might appreciate the, the very kind of stalking the outside just out of the firelight kind of look, watching, looking in on all of you and says there's nothing for me hmm. there's nothing that you can teach me nothing that you can tell me that I have not heard many times before it seems you're the ignorant one then asserting the arrogance of knowledge you haven't there's heard always it something me. All right, sorry just, you haven't heard it from me. There, I have written down it's ban and bane. Uh, and this is right on the edge of something here, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to lean into it. And Damn it. Drew's playing a ghost who wants to be everybody's friend again. Uh, but it, <laughs> no, it kind of, you know, shifts and moves and it says. Don't 
tell me something. Show it to me. Teach it to me. Make it interesting. And for... Yeah, actually, I just think I'm just going to leave it at that. I just want to say out of character, this is totally touching on Cloak's obsession. If we get to teach this, this like, sentinel ghost something that it needs to understand, feeling gaps in understanding. <laughs> I should think of how I would show it. I can help you. I mean, does anyone else want to talk to this thing? I have an idea. Yeah. Cool. Um, I am going to I know, I know like death can do this to like raise ranks of a ghost and stuff like that temporarily and stuff mm-hmm. um, my idea is to pump a big dose of supernal steroid juice into the fire spirit of our campfire mm. wake it up Sure. Yeah, I mean, I know technically there's like the the one dot uh, spirit spell about nudging sleeping spirits. So yeah, amplify that up a bit. I'm thinking it's it's perfecting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of rides the lines of like spirit summons, but I don't think she's trying to control it. I think she's just wake up. Throwing gasoline on a fire spirit. And if you, yeah, exactly. And if you want to do what fire does, yeah, rouse, rouse spirit is there. Yeah. Um, where are we at? Um, uh, yeah, it's perfecting potency. Uh, One eighty-two. Uh, uh, this spell can also rouse a hibernating spirit uh, prematurely. Potency, blah blah blah. But basically, it awakens a spirit. Sure, but. I know this is not quite that, but it's yeah, it's right there. Right. Yeah. I mean, the reason I didn't call for that spell is because that that's talking about like a damaged sleeping, like recovering right. spirit. Yeah. Versus this we is like subs. Well, baby, wake them up. Oh, gifted subs. Holy shit! Thank Hell you so yeah! Gnosis spirit. Yeah. Shatter, uh, shatter name. Sure. You're using your uh, your flute. No, just okay. real quick. Sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. And there's this like obviously she doesn't have like high speech, but I think she's like there's this like almost guttural like first tongue. Yeah. That goes along with the chatter name and stuff like that. And she just like wake up. <laughs> it's very much like uh like wake up and show off. Right? Mm. Sure. I like it. Um, and then to the it, ghost, she says, "This is what I show you." And yeah, we have because it's in twilight, but not. Well, I guess we can kind of bundle it in with uh, spirit summons, even, and make it materialize. Yeah, yeah easy enough. Um, and so we have actually to to borrow a little bit from you know, Isabel, right? We have 
not necessarily like, well, yeah, like a dancing, you know, figure, you know, the, the very cavorting, dancing, entertaining, you know, kind of thing. And the flame do away. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it just, you know, it grows taller, takes on a, a you know, kind of vague shape uh, of you know, humanoid shape. Uh, I guess is what I'm going for, and moves and shifts, and you know, there's there's no real mind behind it so much as just this spirit just doing as bidden um, to try and you know, for lack, it, it literally is just showing off ghost marks. My it's like soul marks, but I want to read the ghost because it doesn't have a soul, and I can't really do that. This is a Mm-hmm. It's a knowing spell. Yep. Go ahead, Chris. Demonstration is the blend between the natural growth of the world and the ways in which it sits. Stag- uh, not stagnant, but there's like a word I'm looking for. Like the difference between like unliving and like or matter and life, right? Mm-hmm. And by by spirit, I've injected this this living flame, right? Right. And yeah, it reaches out to uh, kind of touch and uh, actually steps into the firelight. Well, the firelight, the ring of the campfire, and kind of reaches out and touches the the fire which it's a fire spirit it's also kind of fire and you know kind of touches and you know kind of draws its hand back you know feeling the heat from it and you know kind of tilts its head and uh you know seems drawn in um not quite um in wonder but you know some definite like curiosity it's probably seen spirits before um but you know, this is, you know, it is performing, it is putting on a show and, you know, following that. Uh, and yeah, uh, Ghost Marks, I do not think, uh, similar to... Oh, actually, hang on. What's the spirit one have? Where you get to know the spirit. That doesn't... Uh... Yeah, just... Re- uh, so it is withstood by rank. All right, so... Um... Yeah, I think I'm on his four then. Okay. Because you're already at three with your uh, death, so that'll bump it up to five. Hell yeah. Cool. All right. Two questions. Awesome. Wait, no. With potency. Wait, how much did you bump it up? Five. Okay, so you have one question. Damn. Okay. Um... And yeah, I'm trying to. I don't know how to phrase the question I want to ask. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I won't hold you to it. What are you trying to sure. ask? Got, like, uh, Bane, what is it? What is it looking for to let us go? Is to, okay. to, to open the way for us? Right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, you're you're talking. Because really... I'm thinking it's like it's woven into its nature or whatever, right? Right. Like it's, no, you're you're it's, on yeah. you're on the right track. Yeah, and. This is more its ban, because a bane is the thing that 
harms it, right? Bane yeah. is the thing that controls its behavior. Mm-hmm. Thank you for asking that. Uh, <laughs> this is written down. I didn't. I didn't flub this. This is right here. Uh, <clears throat> uh, it's Ban, uh, and I'm going to give you its name just for free. The Morning Chorus, uh, M O U R A I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yields yeah. to the performance down. of a soloist attempting to teach it a lesson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chris, is, Chris was right there, and I'm like, all right, just. Yes. A little bit farther. Uh, New knowledge was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is an uh, ignorance thing. <laughs> right. So, but specifically, it yields. It is. It is a musical thing, um, and it basically. Ah, cool. Yeah, it yields to and literally anybody. And technically, it's not. Doesn't have to be a Chris, but Isabel's the one with the flute, right? And it's literally mm-hmm. listening to a performance, and that teaches a lesson. Doesn't actually you know this is this is the knowledge theo gets it's not that it's new it is that it is an attempt to teach the uh, performance so um theo will then just quietly step forward and put a hand on isabel's shoulder you're on the right track but it's looking for music <laughs> what <laughs> he wants a musical lesson or a parable. A lesson taught through music. Okay. <laughs> Yar har fiddle dee dee. Play it a song. <laughs> yeah. I guess. So, yeah. Um, and without like having to pull some Aesop fable or you know something out, but yeah, some some various like kid or you know cautionary tale kind of thing Cautionary tale of a ghost that got burned by a fucking fire spirit if it didn't let us through that's <laughs> <laughs> so the next step here maybe yeah. a little too on point but yeah. yeah um and yeah so as isabel plays um the the ghost does not like physically change but there is a adjustment in the kind of the air the aura it kind of gives off um as it listens and pays attention to the 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 lesson um and for for lack of better term and for the sake of narrative uh kind of yields and nods and then just kind of slowly drifts back into the darkness as like the campfire starts to give way um, and kind of smolders down to embers without dragging on this encounter too much longer. Um, But yes. um, Yeah, actually, I think that's it. Success. Hmm. And we didn't have to fight a ungodly powerful ghost. It's not too ungodly powerful, but yes, you were all right. And then Theo just turns on her heel and walks off into the darkness. Um, Isabel snaps over at Lagba. Mm-hmm.
kind of think how she phrased this because she's upset at him at how he handled the sort of unilateral decision of I'm putting my foot down and stopping this and not letting like things play out. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think it, it, it I don't want to go into like every word of it, but it's basically you, you closed the doors on us. You did not let us make our own decisions. That is a peculiar perspective. You acted as the arbiter of what and how and when things should happen. But we are on this journey together. And if Baba Sarah wished to make the decision that she did and follow through on it, uh, I do not believe it is your right to stand in her way. Regardless of if she is I think this is a matter of your frequent perspective on contention. It's never the case that I or any of us are exclusively in charge. We all have choices about how we're going to engage a scenario. Baba Sarah established the terms under which that scenario was going to proceed, regardless of what the rest of us thought. I chose to do something similar. However, the consequence was, we were able to do exactly what you just said we should be able to do, which is decide what we wanted to do, and all have an opportunity to do so. I would suggest that my assertion of a right to act with wisdom in all scenarios not be interpreted as overbearing. You may choose your actions, you may not choose other people's reactions. She could have continued to assault that ghost. I did not force anyone to do anything. That is how you see it. Indeed. And Isabel's done with that conversation. Tococo is Darilla and Jules. And says, The two of you are not subordinate members of this coven. I think... I, I was contemplating what they were necessarily doing, but no, um, Rilla looks up, grins, and says, no, we're not. But in my particular case, 
I had nothing to contribute to the situation. So, and like, you can see she has like literally notes upon notes written in high speech. Um, and without, you know, uh, without Legba knowing she has various prime spells on and her numerous arcana mage sight on as she was watching this. Um, this is far and from your experience with her, this is kind of her go-to. She observes a lot as opposed to taking action. Uh, when she does take action, uh, it's actually kind of similar to Legba's approach in the fact that I've studied the situation and now I'm going to apply my power. Uh, yeah, generally speaking, she sits back and using lots of one dot spells, you know, knowing and unveiling kind of stuff, observes and sees a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, Jules, however, is like <laughs> poking his head up and goes, didn't really have anything to contribute to the scary ghost. You can see he's kind of looking around, not 100% sure where the ghost may have gone. Uh, but, you know, it's like, no, I'm that is nowhere near something that I can get involved in. I do not have the ability to shield myself or, you know, protect myself in a confrontation with a powerful entity like that. Well, Theodosia so kindly protected all of us, including yourself. We rely on each other as much for power as well as for and then he, he looks off towards where Isabel went. And he, as he completes his sentence, he says, as much as for perspective. This oh. journey we're all on, regardless of where we end up, is an opportunity to understand the world as comprehensively as we can. And a lot of that relies upon us identifying the areas in which we are ignorant. There are many that we are necessarily ignorant of because we're all different people, as this journey so clearly demonstrates. So I would request then more explicitly that you endeavor to share your perspective in any situation where you have the opportunity and feel so inclined, because I would definitely benefit from it, regardless of how unempowered you feel. Jules, you know, kind of nods and Rilla sets her paperwork down and kind of looks up and says then I will add one bit of perspective one learns greater from mistakes and errors one should be allowed to make mistakes Like this marks a little bit and says, duly noted. I appreciate you for being candid. But having the powers that we do allow us to experience the world differently and with uh, more risk than and kind of looks over at Jules and kind of grins at him and says, then normal people, um, Jules says, I'm far from normal. <laughs> <laughs> I have done things. Uh, but if 
every experiment, and she's of course coming from this as, you know, a scientist, right? It says, if I made every hypothesis, every guess, every experiment, already having observed every possible thing and planned out every possible thing, I would not ever actually make any true growth. I would only just be reasserting things that I already know from my study. Doesn't necessarily always apply, but in situations where there's a novel new thing, sometimes a mistake is more enlightening. It can be, depending upon the consequences of making that mistake. Indeed. Then, like, yeah, I think the the two of them, you know, move from the campfires. Other people are, you know, well, Isabel headed to her tent to lay down, I think. But, uh, okay, Uh, Theodosia is the one heading out into the darkness and Rilla gets up and goes to go see where she had gone. Uh, Gisela is sitting there. Go engage Gisela. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that you and I thought the same. I have to say, I don't think Isabel was wrong. Just because I do agree with you this time. This isn't the first time you've unilaterally made your decision. What do you mean? Everything involving Salvador and then all of the men who you spirited back to their home cities without magically. You have quite possibly utterly ruined at least one of their lives. And I don't think that was wise. Hmm. Just because you didn't magically break their minds, that man has a target on him. That has also put a target on us. But he can't go back to New York. They know him. He could stay in Purgatory Bluff, but that's a poor substitute for New York and whatever life and privilege he had there. He would not have had access to that if I hadn't restored it to him. We could have sent him back on a boat. Things get shipped to us from elsewhere. We could have sent him home the long way. And mm. the others would never have pinged him as having been here. Suppose that's true. But did it the flashy way, and now and now he's here. I'll reflect on that. However, the notion of acting unilaterally 
is something I fundamentally disagree with. I believe that, as a consequence of my bearing and demeanor, it's assumed that when I assert myself, it is a mandate that others act in accord with me. And it is not. I think that is the foolishness of insecurity. And it is something I chafe at quite frequently, because I am often misunderstood. With Salazar, when I asserted the things I was unwilling to do, I did not tell anybody what they had to do. You wouldn't have tried to stop us? If you wish to sacrifice your wisdom, that is your choice. My statements have frequently, explicitly detailed what I am willing or unwilling to do. I am not in control of your actions. I am in control of my own, and I assert the privilege and opportunity to exercise that specific control, which is why I acted the way I did this evening. The notion of a timeout is so that everyone has the opportunity to make sure that they can choose how they're going to proceed. And if anyone is robbed of that opportunity, I think that is unfair. So as much as I may be blunt, I'm never unkind. So I would appreciate it if my lack of gentleness is not interpreted as violence. But I would like to continue with the compliment I was intending to give you when I first approached you, which is I was delighted that we had a similar perspective on approaching this because you walk a path of stories and narrative. And up until this point, I've thought of connections primarily in terms of a... This may sound contradictory, but a concrete, a metaphysically concrete idea. And I realized that perhaps your own perspective and your own path might inform my appreciation of those things in ways that they remain abstract. So I, I would like to learn from you. Sure. I understand what you're... I see what you're talking about. And... Yeah, it is... more fluid the way I see them, so... I think I... Yeah, I have the prime ability to show you. I'd be grateful. Perhaps after I've slept. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's do that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, actually, yeah, I think we're going to pin it there uh, with the sound of a rock slide in the distance. Ooh.
Which is weird, because we're out here on the plains. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's where we'll pause it for today. Um, I'm so glad I didn't actually... Well, I'm not glad. I'm, I'm glad that we didn't go farther, because I didn't have any prep for day two. <laughs> I was like, okay, no, this is good. This is good. Uh, so as always, uh, thank you all for joining us. I know there are some of you who are being a little empathetic and being like, is the is the party okay? Don't worry. We have we have nice little conversations afterwards. Everybody's going to be cool. Um, but uh, yes, thank you for joining us. As always, if you want to join us on Discord, that's www.eatinto.space. Come hang out. Join us. Tell us about your stuff. Um happening right now i should now that i think about it is the body electric it's just doing a promethean uh oh yeah so that session zero well at this point now is well one hour from being done on twitch youtube guys you'll go check it out i'm going to make sure they're going to be posting it on our discord so you will have a way to find it even if you're not subscribed to them um and uh if you want to support us monetarily that's patreon.com slash occultist anonymous or stay club and we'll drop the ball there um and yeah you can come uh give us your money um of course there's other ways to support us you can get stuff on drive through rpg get your books and then we get a kickback there's merch which i don't have any at my desk right now uh just kind of depressing but whatever um wait hang on thank you oh God, yeah I love that. it's so good totally a witch that's um, real good um so yes a lot of good stuff out there uh even if you don't want to have like a blatant the rookery or into the west uh on a shirt there's some really good uh amenable to witchcraft totally a witch and the, the rain's head with the symbols and yeah. the wagon wheel yeah Real good so very very good stuff there um and you know wear us on your bodies or you know in oh yeah you know. Drew, are you floating with us now? <laughs> I mean, as necessary. So, um, anyway, thank you all for joining us, and we will see you next time. And just to underline, underline something Drew said, Chris and Ash and Ralph or Craig are fine, just to clarify. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, we'll play games together. That's right. Exactly. We'll catch you next time, folks. All right. Everybody. Later, folks. <laughs>